in a world where options are limitless, but time is not. Two heroes take a stand against injustice and overwhelming viewing choices. Starring Jane Ellen. I don't see how the human race survived the medieval period. And Adam Cravens. A lot of them didn't. This is Binge or Cringe. A podcast that lets you know what's worth watching and what's not. From the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center and Rock 93.7. Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I... I've really been trying to focus on what I want to talk about because I realize that I will watch so many things and then forget that I've seen them. But, you know, they make like notebooks. I know. Cell phones. I mean, stuff that you you could hypothetically keep track of the things that you were watching. That's true. All right. First, The Two Popes. All right. The Two Popes is on Netflix. And in the event you don't know... There are right now living two popes, which is unusual. Now, I know all this stuff being of the Catholic faith, and it's fascinating, the whole pope stuff. But Benedict wasn't feeling so great, you know, the Nazi. And so he retired, and Francis, the one that we have now, who everybody loves— Traditionally, like that's a lifetime appointment, yes. isn't it? Yes. That's, that's why I thought it was weird that he was just like, you know what, guys, I'm not feeling it. I'm going to take a sick day. Yes. Well, which I really have to hand it to him. Who You're leading a gajillion people and their faith. Official number, correct. Yeah. Yes. And in some respects, not with everything. This always came up at St. Bernadette. Well, if the Pope's infallible, can you predict the weather? <laughs> it's like, well, he's not a meteorologist, John. So, no, he can't predict the weather. It's, it's kind of it's <laughs> like, oh, well, can, can God make a boulder that, like, mm. he can't live? Yeah. Well, so. that's obviously what the scripture wanted you to be concentrating on. Exactly. Now, here is, so it is the story of how this happened. And... Oh, it's so well done. And it's so entertaining. You don't have to be Catholic to watch it. You don't have to know. You don't even have to know that these men existed until the movie started to enjoy this film. Because. So I don't have to see one Pope or, or no. the sequel, Three Pope, like no. three, three Pope, Three Furious. Uh, the Pope Must Die. That's actually a comedy. The Pope Must Die It. It's a. About a fat <laughs> priest who became a Pope. It's kind of funny. Uh, Popes of New York. No, none of that. This. This is so extraordinary because you've got um, Thor's dad, Odin, is Benedict. Oh, right. but he's not dressed like that. That's less fun. He I know. He doesn't have like the eye patch. And he's, he's not constantly like sounding like he's quoting Shakespearean dialogue. And at no point does he get wheeled around like Hannibal Lecter either and go, Francis. <laughs> I can't get my tongue to work for that. Anyway, it's um, Anthony Hopkins is Benedict. I wonder what it's like working yeah. with like an actor that like ha, ba, like to call Hannibal Lecter like an icon of cinema. Like I don't think I'm stepping outside of my boundaries right there. Right. Like wonder what it's like to just get on set with that guy and be like, oh, oh, hey, yeah. Do you want to go get something from uh, craft services? And they should be like, <laughs> Hannibal friggin' Lecter wants to go get a sandwich with me. Like, I hope he doesn't eat me or be, ask if I want fava beans or something. So, Jonathan Price, I wish I could remember his name from Brazil. Say the number. Jonathan Price 
until this movie, I did not realize how he could be a double for Pope Francis, truly, without having to do anything. Just looking at them, it's like, I never noticed that before. Now, Anthony Hopkins, yes, uh, an older white man. Okay. I think you've you've adequately described yes, Anthony it, Hopkins. But yeah. he he doesn't like look like Benedict, but Jonathan Price it, looks like Francis. Anthony Hopkins is kind of like when Will Ferrell was doing like George W. Bush. Like mm-hmm. you could see Yeah. You there they didn't look dissimilar, but like nobody was like accidentally mistaking Will Ferrell for George right. W. Bush. Jonathan Price? Oh yeah. And so what they've done is they it's mostly conversations between the two men, which no one was privy to. But it's well written enough that you would think much of it would be believable based on their backgrounds. At the end, you see photos of the two of them, like real life. And in crowd scenes, like when uh, when they're going to get another pope, there's this whole smoke thing going and St. Peter's Square and all this stuff. So a lot of it is actual footage. And then they'll go to news footage saying we're about to get a pope, yada, yada, yada. So it's it's not a documentary, but it does have some real, real aspects life, to real it. Real life elements to it. And it's just so vastly entertaining, partly because, well, those two men are incredible actors. But it starts that, with... That never hurts a movie. No, it yeah. doesn't. If you don't know anything about Pope Francis, he's he's uh, he's an average guy. He is not... Uh, ever since he was a priest, he did not revel in luxury when he had the opportunity. Now, I've known tons of priests. None of them reveled in any luxury. But... As you rise up the food chain and become a cardinal paychecks, and stuff. Paychecks usually get a little bit. Yeah, you got nicer surroundings. You don't have to use, cut as many coupons when you grocery shop. Yeah. Exactly. And this guy was always, you know, doing his own thing. And he grew up playing football, uh, soccer, and he's from Argentina. And so he grew up doing the tango and continued to tango. And he would just, well, a lot of people who haven't been around priests a lot, um, they're just regular people. They're not all pedophiles. That's They're just not. Oh, man. Okay, well, we don't yeah. get to be on the DVD jacket for this. They're just not all pedophiles. That's... Now, there are what did... pedophiles, but they're not what... all pedophiles. What did Binger Cringe have to say about the two popes? <laughs> they're not all pedophiles. However, part of this had to do with what was um, happening and one of Benedict's Associates, I forget, I forget what the guy was, but he was a priest, but he had been moved from parish to parish to parish, and they knew that there was a problem, but he right. was just moved. So that is addressed, and Francis comes at it from a whole different point of view in that, can't you just change your mind, or can't you just admit you're wrong about something? And it starts with Francis on the phone because he's just been made pope and he wants to go somewhere and he's used to doing his own thing so he's called the airlines to book a ticket but and, yeah and when you you're know, the po- i'd say it's probably similar and i don't have any experience with this so again i'm just guessing it's kind of like whenever you become like the president yeah like you're not you're not just like oh hold on let me get my wallet um exactly. i've got a i'm going to i'm going to run up here i'm at a doritos and darn it like we were going to watch the game it was game. exactly something like that like you don't you don't get to like there there is literally probably a guy that like if the pope likes doritos he's just like oh yeah, yeah. can you can you go get me that and then there's there then they have 40 
Right. You know, uh, bags we have are, someone who does this for you. It's like, sir, why? The, the Doritos are here. Doot, doot, doot. Wait, is there a truck beeping that's pulling <laughs> them in there? Yes, sir. It's come directly from the Doritos distillery. So you get um, the woman on the other end asking for his name and his zip code. And, and he says his name. And she goes, as in the Pope? And he goes, as a matter of fact. <laughs> well, goes, I don't like the brand. And she but, goes, oh, that's so funny. Man. But that's, that's paperific. Ah. Yes. So it's... The humility of St. Francis, who, St. Francis, who, Pope Francis, who took the name Francis from St. Francis of Assisi. Yeah. He's just got a warm and inviting personality. And Jonathan Price, who usually plays weirdos, is remarkable at it. And so it's just an interesting dialogue and it's a good movie. I can, yeah. It's just a good movie. I can accept that. Um. It is a religious movie in that it involves... It's about two popes. Yes, but essentially it is just about people from different backgrounds talking about stuff. It's not like a religious movie in the sense that like Kirk Cameron makes religious movies. No, it's not like that at all. So I know many people are turned off by that or turned on by that. It's not not a, a preachy movie. It's a lovely, lovely film and... Superb. So the two popes, definitely worth your time. I mean, even Anna Grace got sucked into it because on the surface, if I was 14 and my parents were watching something called The Two Popes, I'd go, eh, no. Well, see, it's just really good, though. I, I watched a lot of movies. Like, my, my, my dad worked a lot. My, my uncles moved away. Like, my grandfather passed. Like, I didn't have any brothers. So I grew up around a lot of women. So strangely enough, like, most of the things that, like, I've seen all the episodes of and, like, you and I have taught, like, I have an extensive knowledge of the Golden Girls. Designing women. (laughs) Murder, she wrote. Like, and uh, maybe this is what made me a more unique kid because, like... I guess like they're all just like, oh, well, I, I watched the, the game with my uncle. And I'm just like, what game? What game is that? <laughs> and they're like, no, dude, the the, the, the Falcons. And, ah. the, the, and I'm like, there were birds on the television? Now, there's a funny twist in The Two Popes because Francis loves football and, you know, the, the soccer World Cup and stuff. Something Americans are totally not into. Well, Germans weren't into it that much either. But there came a point where the German team played the Argentinian team. And they watched the game together with pizza. And oddly enough, in real life, the German team won. And so it's just, it's amusing. It's delightful. It's an excellent film. Worthy, worthy of a theatrical release, worthy of an Oscar nomination. Did not receive any, but it's exceptionally well done. I do think it's interesting that like your your character pieces mm-hmm. that yeah. were once kind of like your your Oscar bait or like where films people would like you could have a modest release, maybe make like seventy, eighty million dollars, like turn a little profit. Like they just don't go to the theater anymore. But because you have these kind of like boutique film studios that like they, they don't need to make three hundred million dollar movies Mm-mm. because of the the distribution service that they're getting. But you can still get, like... I I mean, okay, Anthony Hopkins and Price, like, are their own kind of commodity. Mm -hmm. You don't don't need an explosions budget when you have the two of them. But on the flip side of that, like, you're also not going to get, like, 25 to 35-year-old males, like, to go out Friday Mm -hmm. night to watch a... Like, this is not a film that would open large. Right. But it very much has a home on a streaming service. Mm -hmm. And it's... One of the reasons I think I loved it so much was I had no expectations about it at all. I know that there are currently two popes that are alive. It's unusual circumstances. That's all I know. 
That's all I knew about the movie. And it was so entertaining. That's why it just, I really encourage people to see it because I was not expecting anything near as entertaining as this film. So b- bottom line, like talented, no a- little. talented, a- well, no, thank, thank goodness. <laughs> 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 Two talented actors, interesting, like premise, like solid script, mm-hmm. like which, win, win. Yeah. You're listening to Binge or Cringe, brought to you by Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry. Jane Ellen talking with Adam Cravens about what's worth watching on TV. Now, we go from two popes to two older women, Grace and Frankie. I Frankie be- and Grace? Grace I and believe. Frankie. I don't Frankie remember which one. It's one It's one. See, of now I... And I'm not sure if we've talked about it before. Oh, I think you and I have, again. but I don't think we've talked about it yeah, on the Grace show. and Frankie. And Grace and Frankie has Going really... Going into its final season? Am I right about that? I don't know if it's the okay. final. It wouldn't surprise me. But somewhere I must have missed some because it's in its sixth season now. I thought it was in its third, so who knows what I was doing. Parenting, I guess. Uh-huh. Maybe Rip Van Winkled or possibly <sighs> fell into like a, a continuum loop. I can see like that. that. Much like Got the a telephone popes, booth with George Carlin. <laughs> this is... Very much a character piece with four superb actors in it. And um, I want to make sure I always forget the other guy's name. You have unusual circumstances. You have two couples who are friends. The men have worked together as lawyers in a very successful business. The women are vastly different. One is a very successful corporate woman and very... Well, let's say very Stepfordy. Okay, I'll, and I'll the grant that. other is clearly a free spirit who believes in the the, 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 yes. the opposite of the Stepford. Yes, yes, and because if I, I will tell you this, like if you if you want some good like either comedy or drama juxtaposition of personalities is the bet like. Neil Simon's The Odd Couple was perfect, like, mm-hmm. for this. That's exactly what it like, is. Like, it, it's just getting two characters that absolutely do not see eye to eye on anything and have intrinsically different ways of wanting to do everything is a great way to to eat up some screen time. Now, the main characters are played by Lily Tomlin, married to Sam Waterston, and Jane Fonda, married to Martin Short. So those that's, are the those are, that's the foursome. And like if you told me that was a Broadway show, I'd just be like, it. I'm in. I don't even I don't even need to know what play they're doing. So the very first season is the two men realize that they are gay and that they want to be together, but they've been married to their wives for over forty years. And in the case of the hippie couple, Sam Waterston and Lily Tomlin, she's his best friend, and he doesn't want to hurt her in any way. But he's not being true to himself, blah, 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 blah. And, of course, Jane Fonda's character is like, you're what? That would be. You know, and you're telling me that now? And it's just a whole like I'm, thing. I am not quite 40, but I, I can only I, – I've the only thing that I have liked for that amount of time, I think, is Batman. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the only thing I have that that kind of longevity with. So what you have is these four close-knit people, except for the wives, really, but they're aware of each other, of course. Their husbands leave them, and so the women, through circumstances, end up living together in, by the way, a house I would die for. It's on the beach. I, I mean, Poor oh, things. Oh. Poor. Oh. Oh. Anyway, so it is very much 
The Odd Couple. It is mostly about the two women who end up being best friends and who come to terms with their husbands and end up being friends with their husbands as well. But, you know, that takes a while. It's like season two and stuff. And then you have their various children because, you see, the, the hippie couple adopted two, um, a white child and a black child, and they named the white child Coyote, reasons unknown. <laughs> so Coyote's a complete screw-up, and Ben is also a lawyer and very successful. And then you have on the Jane Fonda side the younger daughter with all of the children who's married a doctor. And then you have the mini-me of Jane Fonda who's taken over the business and is very, very, very uh, uptight and hilarious. That's So you have the children interspersed as well and things happen now the driving force is as they all move on with their lives grace and frankie don't want to just be you know we're just going to live in this house and then die you know and they come up with an idea and again i don't really want to push the limits but they are older women who suffer from arthritis including arthritis in their hands. And a lot of women outlive men. And so they create a device Fair enough. that is easier to use. I, th- I think that is the most polite mm-hmm. way that you can say that. Yes. Yeah. So and if you don't know what it is, ask your parents. Exactly. So it's all about that unless really, my, and unless about, my kids are listening to this and then don't no, don't don't ask and it's about s- starting a business and feeling like you still have something to give because you know you're just because you're 70 some years old doesn't mean you're done for it's it is a a lovely tale of friendship and aging and uh, in the current season that I'm watching Jane Fonda's character she needs to have her knee replaced. Now, Jane Fonda looks extraordinary and has always, but she she doesn't want to use a cane because why would she? And she can do this herself, and she doesn't want any of this aging stuff. And so it's a, it makes you think, oh, yeah, that's where we're all headed. But it is played for laughs for the most part. I don't, you know... I, I I grant the the pejorative context like a lot of that aging stuff like you would you would probably but I I just I don't think I'm the type of person it will bother I mean I've I've worn glasses since I was like in third grade so like obviously like things that help you like I'm just like yeah that's fine yeah I'm good with that on the other hand I look in a mirror that multiplies like twenty times so I can see more of my flaws and decide what's going to be taken care of first on the list, because I've had a list my entire life. No one told me I needed a list, but there's stuff that I'm just not going to allow to have happen. Like, I just, I want to deteriorate in style. No, and I'm. it's great that Pink says she's going to do that, and Kelly Clarkson says she's going to do that, but Pink's just now 40, and I've got a weird pain in my hand today. And sometimes I've got other weird pains, and I don't know why. I don't like any of that. So I'm going to control everything I can. And by the way, Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin look amazing. And knowing what I know about cosmetics and this and that and the fact they have money, they've got a lot of filler happening, but they can still make faces. Yeah. Whoever's doing their work, just sign me up because 
they look extraordinary. You remember Burgess Meredith's character in Grumpy Old Men? Yes. That's that's where I want to be. Just the one who's been, every morning I wake up and I eat bacon. For lunch I eat <laughs> bacon. Oh my goodness. Again, her character is 74 in this. Jane Fonda is 82. Did not realize that. I didn't realize that either. Did not realize that. And I just want to throw this in because my dad always said it, and my dad lived to be 95. He says, you know, once you stop, that's when it gets you. I was about to make a a septuagenarian joke, but uh, apparently, like, I would Uh, have to make an octogenarian. Lily Tomlin is 80. And they're... Man, I I hope I I'm still. I never would have guessed. I hope I'm still working when I'm eighty. Yeah, and I'm not dead. Is as, as as I'm I'm probably I guess while I'm at I'm it probably going to be. I I don't know how old the men are. Uh, as as the um, seasons go on, you have um, the men finding other things to do, and they get uh, there's a couple that. Lives across the street. Okay, so Sam Waterston is 79. And how old is Martin Sheen? And by the way, did you know Martin Sheen could sing? Yeah, he's done uh, He's done some musical stuff. Like I want to say okay. on Saturday Night Live. Well, he's also 79. All right. So in this current season, they've moved houses, and uh, he met a couple. He met a guy, and this guy's going to get married to Joe. And... Uh, the guy is very jazz hands. And so they're talking about it. She says, we're going to invite him over for dinner and, you know, just get to know our neighbors. Turns out Joe's female. And the guys, um, the older gentlemen have a discussion. Should we tell her that he's obviously gay? Would our wives have wanted someone to tell them? Give them a heads up. Or- yeah. And so it's... Uh, actually kind of funny <laughs> because Martin Sheen as he ages and accepts who he is he he has to classify all of the gays he has met because he's lived his life as a straight man and a lawyer but you know those you have your friends that are the theater gays and then you have the protesting gays and it's just it's very interesting and funny and heartwarming at the same time you know what I'm saying yeah it is uh, a good a good mixture of yes, yeah. but at its at its core, I would say it is very much the odd couple with a little bit of um, a little bit of the sugar bakers mixed in because there's in the end you just don't mess with them you don't mess with those ladies ever they even bring in. I'll just call her who she played. She played Phoebe Buffay. Again, they bring in Lisa Kudrow to play Phoebe Buffay, but not Phoebe. And she's well, brilliant mean, at it. When when you play a character for 10 seasons on a very popular like sitcom, you're probably mm-hmm. going to get, like, I guarantee you, like, any of the actors from Seinfeld probably have been offered very similar roles to those characters that they played to great success for, mm-hmm. what was it, eight eight years, seven, seven eight years, something like that? Time. So with Grace and Frankie, it's about acceptance and life going on, and then you go, huh. What's lovely is they're older actors getting work, and their work is magnificent, and they should be getting work, and it's not like just grumpy old man. It's 
they're the leads. And yeah. that's wonderful. You're not playing like so-and-so's like dad yes. in, a, in a bit part or whatever. Yeah, I got you. And more actors of that age should be given that opportunity. Because also like when you have been working for, you know, four or five decades, like... You have something to offer. You're probably pretty talented. Like, I, I, I'm just like throw out another, like, again, Ian McKellen. Um, mm-hmm. Dude's got he's some like talent. a thousand years old. And, and we're he's not, spectacular. Especially when he's playing Gandalf. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying, like, when you may not, you not may not be able to tap into, like, the teen demographic then, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to go ahead and say, like, you've got some chops at that well, point. Well, Grace and Frankie, uh, they're, when they're trying to get their business off the ground, they team up with someone who says, we want you guys to be the faces of this, and here are some mock-ups, and they made them look 40 years old. And it's like, wow, should we? And, you know, Jane Fonda's character is like, man, I look so good. <laughs> but that's not the demographic we're selling to, but can I just I look so good? You know, yeah. it's, it's worth your time. Uh, I'm going to... Mike, I would say 13 and up can handle it. All right. I don't. Probably not boys. Uh, well, there are, I guess there are boys in it. I'm just know. saying the the 13-year-old boys, like. I don't see they'd be that interested. That's that's where I'm going with it. Yes, but it it is. I don't know a lot of 13-year-old boys that are like, you know what? That comedy about the, the 80-year-old women. Have, <laughs> I really like that. That have gay husbands. Like, yeah, like after we finish playing Fortnite. Let's watch let's, that. Let's watch that. <laughs> like, love, love me some Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda and Mariah and Mariah, huh? <laughs> Broski? Yeah. All right, all right, all right. So, um, much as they are alike, they're also different. Two Popes, Grace and Frankie, worth your time. But, Quality but, material. But very, very disparate subject matter. Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, though, because the Popes are radically different personalities, so I, in a way. You know, if you wanted to just switch the casts, that would also make for, like, for some reason, Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin are the two Popes, and now Anthony Hopkins and Jonathan Price that are... I could see that as well. ...are Sam Waterston and uh, Martin Short's husbands. Mm-hmm. Both, okay. of, both of these are shows I would that I would watch. watch it. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening. I will... Tell myself all the TV I watch is, air quotes, for work, so I can come back and ramble on some more. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. Binge or Cringe, starring Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens, is a Hinson Oakley Podcast Center production. Listen to new or past podcasts anytime at rock937online.com.